Hello, this is Toby. I just wanted to add a little message at the beginning of this episode to inform you that there may be a couple of spots where the audio quality doesn't sound right and it has a slight echo to it. We tried to use a new microphone and it caused a lot of problems and I was able to fix a lot of it, but not all of it. Uh, Please be patient. This is a really long episode. We didn't intend for it to be this long. And it just happened. But I hope you enjoy it. And we appreciate you listening to our episodes. Thank you. You are listening to the Secret Transmission Podcast. Discussing conspiracies, paranormal, and the strange. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. This is a podcast about the strange and unusual, the secret and conspiracy, the fringe and supernatural. This is a show where we do little to no research on our topics. We are not professionals in any field except speculation. This is the Secret Transmission Podcast, and today we're talking about GMOs and fluoride. Welcome. I am your host, Toby. And I've got a bunch of lovely co-hosts in the room today. Introduce yourselves. Kristen. Rudy. Tyler. Stormy. So Tyler, you this is you were in like the first two episodes way back when when we had one microphone and you can't hear anything. Those episodes are awful. Do not go back and listen to those. Do go back and listen to those. <laughs> <laughs> but Stormy, this is your first time being on the show. Are you excited? Thrilled. (laughs) Well, today we're going to be talking about GMOs. Do you know what a GMO is? And fluoride. And fluoride. But we're going to, we're going to, we're going to kind of break this up. This might become a long episode, so we're just going to play it by ear. We're going to do the GMOs first, and then we're going to talk about fluoride. Do you know what GMOs stand for? Since me, Kristen, and Rudy actually did a little homework. Y'all got invited last second, so it's okay. You're excused this time. But do you know what a GMO is? I do. What's a GMO? I learned at Tom Thumb whenever I would work there because of the produce. You're going to talk louder. It's genetic modified... Um, Organism. Yeah, <laughs> organisms. <laughs> um, we had to learn about it with uh, organic foods. Okay, but do you know what that means? Do you know what a genetically modified organism is? Do you know how it gets there? Not really. Okay. Chemicals, maybe? So every living thing has a genetic instructions. It's DNA. This tells an organism's cells how to replicate. If you alter the genes or splice them with new ones, different traits can be expressed. So it's adding to a gene to make it different, right? Uh Uh-huh. Did you know almost 90% of crops like corn, soybeans, canola, and sugar beets grown in the United States are now used, now used genetically modified, uh, stuff? Crops. (laughs) Crops, yes. Like, it's, it's mostly all genetically modified. It's hard to find, 
I guess organic's going to mean like not genetically not modified. genetically modified. Right. So the more majority of the stuff that you find in grocery stores, anything on the shelf, more than likely has some kind of isn't like pest like gets rid of pest and that's like our food now that we eat that's not organic. Isn't like some of that like it's got like keep bugs off of it. Yes. And, See and viruses. What they've done is with the genetically modified crops, they have they've they've added things to prevent it from getting sick or getting disease. Uh, let me. I got a small little list of uh, things that GMO researchers claim that are good. So this is this is what the GMO researchers say is good about this. It incre- you have a more increased crops, reduced cost for food or drug production, reduced need for pesticides, resistance to pesticide, resistance to pest and disease, enhanced nutrition composition, food quality, greater food security, medical benefits to the world's growing population. Advances have also been made in developing crops that mature faster and can tolerate aluminum, salt, drought, frost, and other other environmental stressors, allowing plants to grow in conditions where they might not otherwise flourish. GMOs don't sound so bad, right? True. They 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 help. They grow quicker than than a normal crop would. They can withstand you know, different regions that they're not supposed to be grown in, not so bad. So what are the cons to GMOs? Well, I'm glad you asked, Rudy. <laughs> Thank you for setting me up. <laughs> it, lo- it looked like you needed a buffer there, so I figured I'd give you a hand. Well, first, before I, before I tell you the cons, I wanted to write, or I wanted to say that Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye the science guy. Uh-huh. They both support GMOs. Okay. And they're pretty intelligent, right? Right. So, we're not scientists is what I'm trying to say. Like, if two popular scientists who argue every other thing... Right. Both support Both this. support this. Okay, okay, so... I'm no scientist, but I kind of agree with it. You agree with GMOs? Yeah. Already? Yeah. Okay. I agree with it because Bill Nye agrees with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever Bill Nye says is right. He's the greatest. Okay, so why GMOs might be bad. There's not enough research. We don't know what the long term might do. We've only been using this since 1996. I need to throw that in there. Like, well, we've only been using it how, like, Monsanto and some of these other companies that provide these modified crops. But they've been modifying since the 17th century. They've been cross-pollinating not cross-pollinating they've been changing it that's whenever i told you that the carrots used to be white now they're orange the dutch changed them to orange to be their colors and before they were orange they were purple before they were purple they were white i don't think they were eating carrots (laughs) and they are also uh the potatoes used to be poisonous and because they genetically modified them now we're able to eat the potatoes See, I didn't find anything crazy like that. Did you find I'm any... I'm a big believer in food. I love food. <laughs> did I found you, did this you, stuff. Did you find any potatoes. dates? I've heard of the, the 17th century is just what I came up with. The 17th century? Huh. Okay, so here's some other maybe bad things. 
Introducing foreign genes into plants could cause problems like poor crop performance, alteration in nutritional content, toxic and allergenic effects, harm to the environment. It is believed that more pesticides are having to be used more due to plants adapting and getting stronger. Glass... This is the one I can't say. Glyphosate? Yeah. Glyphosate can deplete soil quality by killing the natural nutritions and organisms that are necessary for plants' development. This can cause new plant diseases. Basically, you make it so immune to the diseases that there already are, and it's going to just kick up new diseases. So the one thing that I found that was uh, a con about it is that it is governmentally controlled by the FDA, um, the genetic, you know, the GMO part of it. Um, You're taking a naturally grown plant and altering it and making it not pure organic. So for everybody who doesn't believe in vaccinations and everything like this, they don't believe in GMOs either. Because you're literally taking... When they do a GMO... Like that GMOs are are not safe? No, they're not safe. So what you do, like, a lot of the times is... So if you have a virus on a plant, what they do is they take that virus and they will genetically splice it into another fruit or vegetable. And then they will grow it like that so that it becomes immune to that virus. So therefore we can have plentifulness and, like, it, it grows better. So... Literally, when you take a vaccine, it's kind of like the flu virus. You know, the flu vaccine. If you take the flu vaccine and you put it into somebody, then they become immune to it, or that's the whole idea of it. So that's how they're doing into plants, so that we don't run out of a certain kind of plant. And that was a papaya incident a long time ago that they did that. It had a virus, and it was a red virus, the red ring virus. And so they took the red ring virus and they put it into another papaya and spliced out a gene and put the virus gene into it. It's and therefore it grew to be immune to it. And like so the, they had a, a bun, like abundance of papayas. Kind of like getting your chicken pox yeah. shots and stuff? It's just like vaccines. So if people aren't aware of that, then, you know, for all you know, the people who are out there shouting that they don't want their kids having vaccines, they're feeding them GMO vaccine fruits and veggies. Like, it's kind of, it's a tell chase kind of method. Well, there's some weird things like with Monsanto. Monsanto is probably the big company that you'll hear about a lot with with any kind of GMOs. Um, They say that their product is is Roundup ready, like the pesticide ready, you know, that you don't have to use any. Um, They claim that they have low toxicity, but apparently these... Some of these studies are outdated and probably need to be updated. <laughs> Monsanto in France was charged with false advertising after claiming that Roundup is biodegradable and leaves the soil clean after use. Apparently Roundup is not biodegradable. Roundup uses the glyphosate and is classified by European Uni- Union to be dangerous for the environment. The Europeans say that that glyphosate is... Dangerous. They 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 banned it. And didn't they actually have to take those eco-friendly war- uh, labels off their bottles over there because they found out it wasn't true? Ooh, I don't know. I bet well, they you're did. You're talking though. about things that on the label say that they cannot be consumed by children. 
Don't get into their eyes. Cannot be consumed by children. Can't be consumed by an adult. It's poison controlled. Right. If you were to ingest it. But then again, it's okay for you to spray it on something and eat it. Like that's what we're that's yeah. what we're talking about. Like it's not there is no nothing that is a poisonous like Then why do you have those Monsanto's liquid. reps who are going, Oh, it's safe enough for someone to ingest and they're like they're idiots. They're like, Okay, well here, here's a cup. Can you take it? And it only like, takes hold one that, hold that it thought. only takes one okay. good person to have a solid got... belief in something and to be able to manipulate it and make it sound great for another person to believe it and Let to me... travel on and make other people believe it. Let me play you a clip. Hold on. I play this clip. Do not believe that glyphosate in Argentina is causing increases in cancer. You can drink a whole quart of it and it won't hurt you. It's, yeah, uh, it, you want to drink some? We have some here. I'd be happy to, actually. But you, not not really, but... Not really? I know it wouldn't hurt I mean, me. If, if, if you say so, I have some glyphosate. No, no, I'm not stupid. Ah, okay, so you... you, you no, but I know... So that, it's dangerous, I right? Know, I, no, people try to commit suicide no, with no, it and no, fail no, fairly regularly. Tell the truth. It's, it's not dangerous, dangerous to humans. No, it's no. not. So are you ready to drink one glass of no, glyphosate? No, I'm not an idiot. Interview no. me about golden rice. That's Indeed. what I'm talking Indeed. about. Indeed. Okay, then it's except, finished. Except, except, then the interview is finished. That's a, that's a good way to solve things. Yeah. You're a complete jerk. So that was a Monsanto lobbyist. Uh, his name is Dr. Patrick Moore. And that was an interview he was on for some documentary. It was a French television station called Canal Plus. Um, he was supposed to be interviewed about rice or something, and the interviewer... Oh, I have information about the rice. Well, the interviewer That's kind like, of sprung that, that, that glyph- what he was talking about. glyphosate or uh-huh. whatever, and... Uh, but no, he wouldn't, he wouldn't drink it. He said it was safe, and then they were like, well, we got some back here. Right gonna have a glass of it and he's like no i'm not an idiot like what else could that mean that it's dangerous why i have different things about the rice though like the golden the golden trail like they had to have gone off really really well on that subject because what i have tell us about your rice okay so the rice what they did was they took they took it and they genetically modified it to where people have vitamin a deficiency every day you have kids that are dying from it there's 2.5 million people killed a year um, due to vitamin A deficiency, and what they are looking for is a carotenoid, which is needed for vitamin A. Um, the deficiency makes people blind, and it kills people with diseases and healthy pe- that healthy people would live through. So we could live through a cold, but people with vitamin A deficiency don't live through it because their immune system is so bogged down. Right. Um, so what they have done is they have altered the rice to produce the, car- the carotene in it, and they prevent the vitamin A deficiency. Uh, unfortunately though, since FDA regulates everything, it's locked up, they won't let it out, but if they were able to let it out, then only a cup of that rice a day could prevent lots of kids from dying, lots of people from dying, and it would be, it would solve vitamin A deficiency, and they call it the, um, let's see, they said it was the golden, the golden paved road, is what they ended up saying that it was, and so if they were to let it, so they were able to alter the rice to where that's how they could get it. But when they did that to the rice, it ended up being f- from white to like a gold color. And so they call it the gold paid road because of the gold rice that came right. out from it, from it being able to say that it was so it's one of those other, it's one of those other cure-alls. Well, not cure all, but it's a cure to something that they don't want to give out. They don't want to give out. No, the FDA says, no, we're not going to do that. Then you can't sell medicine. Yeah. Kind of thing. 
We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will talk more about GMOs. Magic Wazubi is the Magic the Gathering podcast to get your fill of the best trading card game around. Join me each week as we explore new topics and delve into how to become a better Magic player. We have various pro players as well as popular members of the Magic community come and join me as we discuss our favorite card game. Magic Wazubi is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Can they hear us? Uh, it should be up and running. Okay, listen, there's no time to explain, but please, listen to the Frightful Failures on Film podcast. It's a weekly show covering horror trash. You know, the kind of stuff that gets released straight to DVD and never talked about again. The kind of stuff that sits on the shelf at your local movie store until they finally toss it to make room for the new hit Kevin Hart comic. <laughs> you get it? Because he's short. That's the joke. Like, that's the thing of the movie. That's the whole... He's tiny. He's a little man. This is the kind of stuff that's driving both of us slowly insane. So join us as we trudge through the abominable acting, revolting, writing, and egregious effects each and every Monday. And if you like monsters, murderers, and mayhem, then find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcasting app. But don't say we didn't warn you. It's frightful failures on film. We mean it. He's coming. All right. Turn it off. Turn it off. Hey there, fellow podcast fans. Do you love comic books and especially Swamp Thing? Get out of the bayou. So do we. Come check out the Parlopod Show, the world's only podcast dedicated to the muck-encrusted mockery of a man himself, Swamp Thing. This is some serious arcane audio as we chat with comic book professionals, reviews, spoofs, talk about back issues. Everything swampy under the sun happens here. Give us a listen at Parlapod.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podomatic, our YouTube channel, and we're on every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern on PodcastRadioNetwork.net. Join your hosts, Dave and John, Parlapod.com. Let's go into the green. We'll see you in the swamps. Project Archivist, the podcast that talks about the weird, the wonderful, and the strange. Join us every week as your hosts, Rojan and Lobo, take a different look at the world around us through guest interviews, discussion, or taking a look at the week's weirdest news. Find us at www.projectarchivist.com, on iTunes in the podcast section, or on the Stitcher Android app. we're back so let's get back to talking about gmos what do you think so far about this tolerance for me since y'all have been so quiet so far what do you think gmos are bad or unhealthy what's what's your stance right now i feel like we need them for like pests like that's a good reason to have it and growing fast crops is is a Plus, you know, like the having a, a a crop growing even, you know, a third less time, like that's that helps a lot. Having more food available quicker. If they genetically modify something, like I have uh, something on the it's called the super salmon. It'll grow four times. Yeah. Like in a year, like what a normal salmon would, so it could feed more, and it's. They genetically modify it, so whenever something grows, not only is it more immune to the vac- the viruses and the diseases, that it also is bulky enough to feed Well, and more at a time. And they've also done... It would cure world hunger they, if they would let it out more. 
they have also done uh, genetically modified like cattle and stuff to like try to eliminate uh, mad cow disease and some of the other diseases that they can have. So I mean, yeah, there's good things I believe, but when they're adding this glyphosate or whatever it is, and their their representative won't drink it when he's sitting there clearly saying how safe it is, but he won't take a glass of it. Let me tell you about this study. A study tried to campaign against GMOs by a team of French researchers who fed rats Monsanto's Roundup Ready corn for two years. The rats had increased levels of tumors compared to the control group of rats. The findings were published in a scientific journal, Food and Chemical Toxology, in September 2012. It was pulled and trash after Monsanto scientists claimed that they did the testing on a small scale of only 10 rats to make its conclusion, and the rats used had a natural tendency to develop tumors. The group had to retract its research from the journal that they published in. But Monsanto had done the same exact test eight years prior with the same amount of rats. But instead of the two years, like the French researchers did, they did their research in 90 days, and all the rats were healthy, because they only did it for a short time period. Right. So the same tests that they did, but for longer, Monsanto was like, no, 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 you didn't do it with enough rats. But they did it with the exact same rats and the exact amount as what they did. But it wasn't, it wasn't safe, and it wasn't right. So a larger intake will actually... Over time, yeah. like a long, it takes, it took the rats longer to develop tumors. Now, they also did say that these rats develop tumors more often than any other rats. But again, it is the same rats that the Monsanto group used. They just only did it for 90 days. The other researchers did it for a longer time period. So it would be like you eating the modified corn for 90 days and you're okay. And it'd be like Tyler eating it for two years, and he has a big tumor. Like, would you assume that... <laughs> would you assume that because he kept eating the modified corn, that that's why something happened to him? Or that he just developed the tumor on his own? It's possible. And they probably should have done it with more rats. They probably, instead of ten, they should have probably done it with, like, a hundred. And then had a hundred, uh... Did they not feed, like... Normal yeah, no, organic no. corn to another set? Yeah, yeah, they had a... They had a uh, like a control group? Yeah, they right. had a controlled set of tin, and they had the, Monst- uh, the Roundup Ready tin. And they found that they were pretty much all getting... What if it's just that species? That well, that's what that. I was saying. That <laughs> species they... is prone to, to tumors yeah. and stuff. But one thing you did bring up is something that when you look into Monsanto's, what, what they do that's very popular for them is they will do everything in their power to shut you up. Yes. They are very quick to, to shut down right. researchers, and, and they've they've tried to make laws. Uh-huh. Uh, they have the money to shut you up. They do have the money to shut right. you up. So let me, let me give you a little list of other facts that I found. It, and I say facts loosely because... What, what if this is just the government's, like, survival of the fittest? If you can't take this... <laughs> if you can't <laughs> eat our genetically modified... Then you're screwed. Zombie apocalypse, you're done. <laughs> just like, this is just getting rid of the weak. So here's some other facts. 38 countries worldwide have officially banned the cultivation of GM crops, and only 28 actually grow GM crops. 
Many countries have recently started to put in place regulations to protect their population and environment from the environmental and health damage caused by GM crops. 70% of items found on the shelves in the U.S. contain GMOs and with no label saying that it contains GMOs. That's a big thing. To buy GM seeds, consumers must sign an agreement restricting how they use them to prevent research that could make the modified crops look dangerous. I don't know if that one's 100%, but it is something I found on several different sites. Right. Yeah, I remember reading a few of those, too. It might be a link from GMOs to Morgellons disease, which is the disease that may not really exist. It's kind of like having a poison ivy, or people describe it as having bugs under their skin, and it makes them really itchy, which is making me itchy now just thinking about it but it may not be a real thing they find red and blue fibers or something like that um uh, we could probably make that a topic one day and talk about it because it's a disease that's not an official disease but it could be caused by the gmos um allergies in children have doubled since gm foods were introduced in the 90s so since 96 i suppose Allergies have doubled for children. Supposedly, Monsanto's only has fresh, organic, organic, non-GMO food served to them in their, like, cafeterias and stuff. Really? I That's what I read. That could be a big, <laughs> a big, huge, fake one, but... It sounds like one of those, well, he's not eating it, why should I have to? Yeah. It's like, okay. So how do you know? Do you work for Monsanto's and you, you, uh, you read the menu and look at the ingredients and stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, they don't put it on the label, so... Right. right. <laughs> um, okay, so here's some supposed myths about Monta- Monsanto and GMO. I'm not a farmer. This is just what I've found. So be, be warned. Seeds from GMOs are sterile so that you can't reuse the seeds from new plants. Mm-hmm. A lot of animals are like that too. Monsanto will sue you for growing their... Patent GMOs if traces of those GMOs entered your field through windblown pollen. This idea... Okay, so here's the story. This idea was inspired by a real story. Back in 1999, Monsanto sued a Canadian canola farmer, Percy Smizer? We'll just call it Smizer? Yeah, something like that. We'll say Percy from now on. (laughs) For growing the company's Roundup-tolerant canola with without paying any royalty or technology fee. Percy had never bought seeds from Monsanto, so those canola plants clearly came from somewhere else. But where? Canola pollen can move for from, from miles carried by insects or the wind. Percy testified that this must have been the cause, or GMO canola might have blown into his field from a passing truck. Monsanto said that this was impossible because their test showed that about 95% of his canola contained Monsanto's Roundup-resistant gene. And it's impossible to get such a high level through stray pollen or scattered seeds. However, there's lots of confusion about these tests. Other samples tested by other people showed lower concentrations of Roundup-resistant, but still over 50% of the crop. So, Monsanto said that it was almost all of it, and other people are saying it's about 50% of it. Which is kind of their M.O. from what I've heard about other stories and what I've read about other stories about Monsanto's. Um, 
he had an explanation. As an experiment, he'd actually sprayed Roundup on about three acres of the field that was closest to a neighbor's Roundup-ready canola. Many plants survived the spraying, showing that they contain Monsanto's resistant gene. And when his hired hands harvested the field months later, he kept seed from that part of the field and used it for planting the next year. This convinced the judge that he intentionally planted Roundup-ready canola. He appealed this. The Canadian Supreme Court ruled that he had violated Monsanto's patent, but had obtained no benefit by doing so, so he didn't owe Monsanto any money. Now, they use intimidation on similar cases, but have never actually successfully sued anyone, according to everything that I've found. Like, really? Yeah, that they never actually have won, it's just like the myth. I don't know if that's true. See, or not. the ones I've read, they've actually succeeded. Really? In so see this. Could... Well, okay, not in criminal court, but in civil court. Oh, okay. Where, like, I want to say that that one guy, Percy, he ended up having to owe civil court like four hundred thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. See, I don't know. So uh, again, it's hard to tell what's true and what's not true because right. there's going to be people trying to bash the GMOs. Right. Then there's going to be people that are. Is going to be supporting it? It's really hard not being able to do the tests and stuff on your own. Uh, yeah, and you you should there should be some court documents about all these lawsuits if all these lawsuits are really happening, right? You know, to these uh, farmers and stuff. So let me tell you some of the conspiracy theories that are out there for the uh, GMOs and Monsanto and all this. Development and promotion of GMOs was done by pesticide companies to cause crops to become more vulnerable to pests and therefore require more pesticides. So, that's one. Lack of any reliable scientific evidence that show harmful effects of GMOs is due not to a lack of evidence, but rather to a conspiracy to hide that evidence. Jewish multinational companies and Israel for world domination. That is one of the... uh, Conspiracies. Okay. <laughs> oh, I do have something for this on on conspiracy theories. Uh, so most geneticists they believe that we do evolve from apes because we were genetically spliced to become humans. So therefore, we were all once apes, and the reason why there are still apes that aren't human is because they were genetically altered. By who? By scientists. By biologists. By geneticists. So you're saying evolution is caused by... GMOs, that's what they used to do in the <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> that they are genetically altered, and therefore if you take a piece of the ape and you put it in a piece of a human, then they can evolve. So That's when... what I read. <laughs> not even kidding you. Okay. That's what was read. <laughs> it's not as crazy as anything else, I suppose. Right, yeah. Flatter. I mean, if you're if you're a, <laughs> if you're a theorist, are, are you okay? Anything, Did you cough? <laughs> so, no, I got something in my throat. I mean, oh, okay. If you're a theorist <laughs> about logic. anything, then I mean, if you are a study, if you study within a group of whatever it may be, then you're going to find that explanation and in, inside of it. So genesis, that's what they found on their end. Well, I've also got that the government wants to poison the population of the country. Oh, it's that one. He's definitely that one. Well, I think it's opposite. I think that the government, since, you know, I think that the GMOs may be actually safe, but because some things can't be brought out into the open yet and they don't allow it, that 
the government is regulating it that way because we could. We could, you know, stop world hunger with But they already use the GMOs. They do, but only to an extent. Maybe. Like, not in animalistic ways, like, you know, or like the fish ways, or even like the rice way that I was talking about. Like, they will not... That is still... They hide stuff that's more beneficial. Yeah, they hide stuff. Yeah. So, I mean... They can still regulate. They regulate it how they want to. So so far, you're on the side that GMOs are good, but they hide the good stuff, yeah. the really good stuff. The government regulates the the best stuff from us, so that it can't be used. So it's profitable to industry not to only not only because it can be patent, but because crop uniformity will eventually drive up pesticide demand. Deliberate creation of food shortages and improvised nations in order to open the door to GM foods. Improvised nations? What'd I say? Improvised? Hold on. Like, nations that are just kind of, like, making it up as they go along? Or impoverished nations? Oh, impoverished. I can't read. (laughs) Thank you. I just want to make fun of you for a minute. So, they are deliberately making a food shortage. Yeah. To... Sell the GMOs to other countries to, quote, help them? I guess if you had to pick a theory, that'd probably be the best one. Yeah, I could see that Because if you can control food, you're going to make a lot more money. But what about this one? Farmers forced to pay ever-increasing amounts to anonymous international companies who profit from the cost of the crop seed and from the cost of the herbicides used to spray them. I've heard that. Who's, Who's profiting, though? The pesticide companies. Okay. But are, isn't... They already are, but... I was going to say, isn't Monsanto's the pesticide company? But what if you're making them resistant and they, they keep evolving and getting stronger to where you have to use more pesticides... Right. So then you're selling more pesticides because you've made... You've made it... But aren't you kind of kind of shooting yourself in the foot because wouldn't you make one eventually strong enough that where your pesticides wouldn't work? I don't know. I mean, this is just... This is just this you, know, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Though? Yeah. Monsanto are working to undermine the health and safety of the general public by introducing and promoting GMOs in the food supply. Anti-GMO activists claim that Monsanto infiltrated both the American Food and Drug Administration and the American Association of the advancement of science, which is why the two organizations have supported the scientific evidence for the safety of the genetically engineered food available for human consumption. So they're saying that... FDA and Monsanto are... In on it. They're in cahoots. They're buddies. Right. I've heard that one, too. Some uh, executive for Monsanto used to be a lobbyist for the government. Right. And then he came back to left yeah back. there's there is some weird stuff where uh some of the the lobbyists have moved up in right. government rankings for fda and, and they've gone back and forth i i really i should have done more research on that but i didn't right but yeah so there's weird ties like it says so how do you feel about the gmo portion of this episode I'm still on the fence about it. I don't know enough. There's really, it's all conjecture. Everything that you really find on it, even the, even the, well, the way I look at it is, it's been out since '96. The, the Monsanto's demon spawn. Yeah, stuff. and the other companies. I don't really. I didn't look up so the other companies. So, if people have been eating it since then, 
have have there been increases in cancers or whatever over the cancer, last twenty years? Cancer was one of the big ones that they were concerned about with the GMOs. Was it was cancer uh, cancer causing? Right. Uh, is there a correlation here from 96 onward? I should have looked at it. If it's cancer-causing, then if you were, you know, just like the vaccines going into our body, if they're just inserting the disease you know, back into the fruits or vegetables or the plants, then, and, you know, it, it didn't start with GMOs. It started way before then. You have these people that, that are afraid of the vaccines and stuff, which we'll probably get into that one day. Right. But it's hard to say, like, GMOs are causing something. What about pollution? What about... There's a lot of other factors right. that right. that go into this. Like, oh, you could say because we've started, you know, GMOs in '96 or, or with Monsanto and stuff, pollution's picked up. Uh, I mean, the you know, you could you could even put a global warming into this. Like, right. you know, it's affecting people differently than it was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. This isn't mm-hmm. the same Earth we were on 20 years ago. Right. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. I will say this. The best thing that the geneticist that I watched earlier said, she said, a gene is not mystical. It is um, used to make or take away from something, but a gene is an explainable thing for us. Science has already explained what a gene is. So it's not like it's a new coming thing when they talk about it or when they do it. It's something that's already been out there, and you can explain that. You can explain pesticides you can't explain you know all the stuff and the hormones to it and the steroids to it but you can explain exactly what a gene is and where it derives from and where it comes from so what do you mean like a gene is a gene is a scientifically used term every day but like you have and that's it's not scary it's not it wasn't scary before they started doing this it wasn't scary even afterwards but you start adding in chemicals yeah you start adding in the chemical part of it like hormones, steroids, and everything like that, that becomes scary. Yeah, because it creates a whole new beast. It could create disease. It could create something that we don't know how to control. What she's trying to say is you have genes and genes. That's it. When you put genes and genes together, there shouldn't be any adverse effects. Whereas if you add chemicals to genes, that could be something different. Okay, I understand now. Thank you. My only problem, really, with the GMOs is that the law doesn't require that it that your product you sell shows that it includes a GMO product. Right. Um, the GMO supporters claim that it would cost as much as $500 per year per family for companies to do mandatory labeling. They say that the cost to produce a label and the time to find out what the GMO is in which product would take companies a lot of time and mark up the prices. Right. They would have to mark up the prices because of all the time and effort it would take to figure out, okay, well, these macaroni noodles do have GMO. Well, that's the thing, too, though. Like, you have your organic and you have just your regular, like, fruits and veggies, like... Who's to say if it's marked up or not? All we do is read the labels. We don't go home and test our food before we eat it. We don't go home and test it and say, oh, well, you know what? They lied. It said that it was all the way organic, but here it is. This has this in it. You know, this is all just going off of label reading for us. See. And just putting our faith into somebody else's hands while they're doing it. They know where they're buying the the material that they're using for... uh, I don't know. Yeah, if they've been GM, if they've been doing GMOs for 
so long and no one knew it before it was ever regulated, then I they just, could be getting away with a lot more that we don't know about. Right. I just think it would be a peace of mind. Like, you know, if you look at your tag on your t-shirt, as I heard someone make this point, that's why I'm making it, it tells you, like, 20% cotton, what you're, you know, whatever, it gives you the percentages of what what is, and it's just a peace of mind of knowing, like, I'm eating something that could possibly be full of chemicals. Because there's people that do care about this stuff and that really... I don't think we'll start... Are we going to start watching for GMO stuff? No, but even without GMOs and even without all the stuff, though, um, red meat, if you eat an abundance of it, it causes gout. Like, there are certain things that you don't have to have all those pesticides. You don't have to have the GMOs. You don't have to have all this stuff to it. For it to still cause damage to some people's bodies. Oh, I know. Your body's going to react to it how it wants to react because not everybody's made the same. And that's, I think, what they're trying to do is genetically modify that you're eating the same animal over and over and over again. So this is what you have to worry about. This is not a different animal. This is the same animal. You know, they clone it almost. And so we ha- we know what our animal is. So now it's just a fact of how your body's reacting to it and what it's causing. So... What to is pinpoint, your... to pinpoint kind of like diseases or bone diseases or what's causing, you know, if you eat something, is it causing a certain disease in your body? We know that our our food over here is the same thing no matter what. Well, what but what is GMO? Yeah, and your body's reacting a certain way to it, so it's like, what's wrong with your body that's not the same as everybody else's that's causing this? So, so... I think they're trying to pinpoint for, like, hunting down for cures for diseases and stuff like that. And so, if they can control the animal, you can't control a human as easy as you can control an animal. I guess that's what I'm saying. It's kind of it's kind of like an allergy. She may be allergic to GMO stuff, and I may okay. not be. You know, so they there needs to be more research on long term effects, possibly, right? If there are any, because right, because none of us are made the same. So. Right, right. No, that whereas makes I can handle a lot of this. You know, it may not lie within the animal. I might it may be allergic, lie within the human like body. Like if you're allergic to peanut butter. Something like that. I got, I got you. Like, they need to figure out... They need to start GMO splicing sp- <laughs> on humans. <laughs> Figuring out how to <laughs> how to medicate someone that might be, uh, that's be prone that's to, not to growing tumors. Because yeah, yeah, it would be, would, it would be they, longevity in well, life. And no one... The government's never going to no, allow, but then they'd allow have longevity a new, like Then that. they would have a new allergy med they could create. And that's could, that's profitable that. for the, the pharmaceutical company. Man... Why yeah, don't we is, go into but, business? But then that, you got, I don't know, they were going to be very picky about Well, if they stuff. come up with that idea in about 10 years, I'm going to start it right here. <laughs> hey, copyright them, 2016. That's <laughs> not Okay, so do you believe GMOs are okay or bad? Good or bad? I shouldn't say okay. I don't want you to be like, eh, maybe. Mm. Good or bad, Kristen? I believe they're good. <laughs> I have this. I have this. Oh, I know. But... There's some scary stuff about it, but I'm talking about for the, the if they would just broad stroke alone of it. At GMOs, then it would be great. But if they keep on trying to regulate it, then it's not going to be good at all. It's just going to cause more harsh outcomes on it. What do you think, Rudy? Good or bad? GMOs? GMOs. I, I don't know. I really don't on this one. There, it's some shady stuff and some. If, if Monsanto's wasn't so shady. On how they did things, from what you know, you read a ton. Well, they, of stuff they're on. still a corporation right. trying to make money, right. so that's the problem. Is instead of doing good, right. I feel like they're still the corporate giant that's trying to keep the little man down. 
Right, exactly. So that, we, well, that's that's what the few documentaries I did watch on them came across as. You know, they're the big, you know, stomping on the little man right. group. I I feel I feel like it could be very beneficial, except the big man makes themselves look bad, right? And makes everyone think, oh, there's a big conspiracy behind this. But I don't think it's all bad. I feel like some of it could be scary. Just just stop doing shady shit. Just, yeah, just stop. That's all you gotta do. There, there's your PR. Just stop doing shady <laughs> shit. You're gonna be their new PR person. Yeah. <laughs> just walk into just walk into the, the corporate office. Let's just be open and honest Here, with everyone. Just stop being shady, alright? <laughs> Tyler, you got any views on GMOs? Do you think do you think it is a beneficial thing or do you think it's a scary shady thing that needs to stop and just go back to organic? I agree with GMOs. I mean but I, I like like you said, I'm you know, with all the company involvement with it. Right. It can be a bad thing. Right, yeah. If they were more upfront about it, I could see. Stormy? What do you think? Do you think GMOs are bad, good? I think they're... Are really... Everything's bad to an extent. Like, the air you breathe. It's good for you, but it's bad. Right. Water's good for you. Too much is bad. Right. So, it's good and it's bad. I just... I had to know more. <laughs> <laughs> and it's impossible to know more, because we're not farmers. We don't... Oh, well, all know more. We all eat this stuff every day. <laughs> but we're, we're not, know we're not the end. farmers growing it. We're not the scientists doing tests on... Tests. But that's yeah, what I was thinking, cool thinking though, about it. It's going to have different effects on different people. You're never going to know a true effect until you... I know, and it's... We it really we, we would all people have, have different allergies if they digest things differently. You're until you can clone a body to see, where there you go, Monsanto's. There you go. <laughs> until <laughs> just create you create a pharmaceutical branch and say, you "Are you allergic to GMOs?" Everything. Here you go. Try yeah. Prenexophil. It's, it's not going <laughs> to work. So let's take a break. When we come back, we will get on the fluoride topic, and we will dig deep into that one. We'll be I right like back. Food. Yeah, you say that nuts. I'm hungry. I am too. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Nock from the Geek Yogurt Podcast. Tune in every week as we discuss movies, TV, comics, and video games. We are on Podbean, iTunes, Satchel, or on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Yogurt Podcast and weigh in on our weekly topics. Hello, humans. My name is JV, and I run a podcast called the Ever Endeavor Podcast. Each week, my friend Brad and I consistently make fools of ourselves on the podcast. We do things like impersonate offensive stereotypes. Brad, can you imitate a black person real quick just to balance it out? I feel bad. Hey, yo, man, how is it? Make light of dark news stories and injuring, you know, I think at least another 200 more. Brutality. And pressure Cincinnati Zoo employees to spill the beans on what really happened to Harambe the gorilla. What's your true opinions about Harambe? I can't discuss this while I'm in uniform. Oh! Each week this podcast gets released where certain horrible consequences are sure to come because of it. That's the Ever Endeavor podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Justin with the Mysterious Circumstances podcast. 
where we cover lesser-known cases that have happened under mysterious circumstances, of course, including uh, murder, disappearance, and maybe even a little bit of the paranormal. So come on out, check out a few episodes, and who knows, you just might like it. Hey everybody, it's the Big Apple Boys, me and Paul. I'm Paul. And we are the host of Triple H, time to play the game, hats, hats, hats. Uh, We are a once a week comedy podcast, we do things like sketches, we have characters on... Or not care people guests yeah. yes and uh, also we'll do remotes like from local uh, pubs and we'll review their art on the wall um, so that's really what we do uh, this is a little bit more serious we've done forty five of these ads and all of them have been <laughs> weird one time we did two voices over one another it'll that's just what we do baby that's just what we do baby we just uh, do it multiple times baby the <laughs> American dream baby. <laughs> Uh, where, where can they find us? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at HatsCast. You can find us on our subreddit at backslash r backslash hats hats hats. And finally, you can find us on Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and iTunes. What's the Google Play Music? It's cool. Every year, TV shows get canceled. Some not getting picked up for a second season. But there are some unfortunate shows that get pulled before airing all of their episodes. I'm Ed, host of Unaired, a podcast where we take shows canceled with episodes left unaired and give them new life by pitching what could have been future episodes. And so Rodney Dangerfield, he's dead now, and little Rodney walks away. He clicks open the lock on the book. You see a list of crossed out names. Rodney Dangerfield, he takes a pen, crosses it out, and up on the screen it pops up, Where's Rodney? Where's disappears, and the N-E-Y disappears, and just pops up with Rodlander. There can only be one. God damn it. Giving them new theme songs. Welcome to Siegfried and Roy's horny animal kingdom. And even pondering a reboot. What do you think a reboot of this show would look like? It looks like a boot, but like another boot. Two boots. Two boots. A bootception. Check us out on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. We are back, fellas. And we are going to talk about fluoride. Do you know what fluoride is, anyone sitting around me who has given me blank stares? It's awesome. That's all you need to know from me. It's awesome. Are you already, like, settled that fluoride is a... You're going to have... Yeah, it does taste pretty darn good. It cleans things. It cleans things. That's right. Didn't you tell me that you might... No? (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) You don't know? Okay. I won't bring it up then. (laughs) He's, he's I, I don't like this yet, but I couldn't find nothing. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Can I say that it may be something to use to clean? No. Oh, I won't, say that. I won't say that. <laughs> so, let me read what Wikipedia says. I, I don't always pull things from Wikipedia, but I felt oh, like... there's a reliable source. I know, but I felt like this su- summarized the best way that anyone else did. Like, no one... Looking up research for this was was kind of hard because again it's like the gmo research it's hard to tell what's truth right and what's i don't know well, that's, why I didn't, that's why i didn't do any research fluoride is amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. how much are they paying you? don't worry about that all right can we get a cut we need some more microphones and stuff okay okay just gotta keep my fluoride money to myself <laughs> so from the wikipedia this says fluoride is the simplest anion of fluorine its salts and minerals are important chemical regent, re, R-E-A-G-A-N-T? Regents. Regent, is it? Mm-hmm. Are important chemical regent and industrial chemicals. 
mainly used in the production of hydrogen fluoride for fluoro fluorocarbons. 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 I couldn't say it. So, basically, fluoride is almost in everything from the community water, most places. Seafood, tea, gelatin, and natural occurring substance substances in minerals. It's in seafood? Supposedly. Now, this is one side of the research. I'm telling you what some researchers say. Some researchers. I can see it probably clear out the bacteria, especially because most of the seafood that we eat is bottom feeders. Well, they say that it is a natural occurring thing, like when when like uh, erosion happens and and like streams. They say that fluoride is washing through the rocks, or it, it's from the rocks, sort of like it's in everything. Um, so it's found naturally, supposedly. Plus one. Plus one? Yeah, for me. Oh. <laughs> but this is, like I said, this is this side of the research. <laughs> Fluoride that is in our drinking water, foods, and toothpaste is actually sodium fluoride. Okay? Different types of fluoride. There are different types of fluoride. It's, it's like you change one molecule and it's fluorine, fluoride, sodium, this, that, and the other. It's, I'm not that great with science, so I kept it simple. <laughs> Now, in most cities and towns, when they treat the local drinking water, they make sure it's clean. They also add fluoride. When they do, they put less than one part per million in the water system. Okay. One part per million. Less. Right. Okay. We've been using fluoride in our water systems for over 70 years now, and supposedly found no research yet that shows that it's dangerous. Okay. Okay. This is all, this is, this is your, basically, research you want. Right. Because fluoride is awesome. It is said that if you aren't on some type of, um, municipal, what is it, municipal? Municipal? Municipal. Municipal? Municipal? I don't know. Like the, like the water department, like if you're not on city water. Municipal. Yeah. I can't say it. So anyways, if you're on city water, um, if you aren't on city water, you more than likely get your water from a well. And like I said, people claim that it's in rocks, and you get... When it when the water comes from the ground, it naturally has fluoride in it. So you're basically getting natural fluoride from a well versus chemical right. fluoride Now, it may from, be less right. than the, the one part per million. It may be like 0.3. But it, it may be more, too. It could you know, be more. Depending on where you live. Right. Supposedly. This is all supposedly, except to Rudy, this is truth. (laughs) And I will accept your truth. So, the WHO, the World Health Organization, state that fluoride is the most effective public health measure for the prevention of dental decay. Here is why the government puts fluoride in our water. In the 1940s, scientists found that people living near natural water sources with one part per million of fluoride have fewer cavities. So if you lived by a water source, you had fewer cavities than others. A CDC study compared kids in the late 60s to kids from the early 90s and found a 68% drop in cavities. Although, this could be due to the fact that we use fluoride in our toothpaste. So, again, this is 
it's good. In, it's chemically induced, is what you're saying. That it's fluoride is helping with cavities. Your teeth. Your teeth. And it's found in water. And it's found in toothpaste. Supposedly, it can reduce the tooth enamel during its formation, helping it solidify and form teeth that are more resistant to bacterial attack. After the enamel is formed, fluoride helps prevent bacteria from producing acid that causes tooth decay. So it helps enamel, it helps fight tooth decay. So far it sounds good. Number three. <laughs> yeah, but what if it wasn't always like that? What if you're, What if people are forcefully making it change into that pattern? Uh, before you didn't need fluoride, and then because there is controlling other fluoride, then... You ended up having to have the fluoride. To like make it was something necessary for your teeth. And yeah, that they health. Yeah, they changed it to that. Like, like now your body is dependent on it, like yes. a drug. Maybe I don't know. So, high concentration of fluoride can cause pitting in teeth, uh, can cause decay, and other major health problems. Any use of fluoride over one part per million can cause tooth decay. Three to six parts per million can cause skeletal problems. So you don't want too much fluoride. Well, and this is this is the evidence that says that fluoride is good and right. healthy. Just like everything you. else, man, in moderation. So it's not good for younger children who are still developing. But it says that it's good for the enamel. Too much of it, though. Too much of it, yes. So, And that's probably why they say, like, don't let children drink tap water. That has fluoride in it. Yeah, you have to drink distilled water. They have to, yeah. Okay. How long have you been drinking water? We know what's wrong with you now. 36 years? <laughs> yep. Almost 37? I, <laughs> I have not. I'm not That's allowed. You're about alright, I thought. <laughs> I never did the distilled okay. water thing with neither one of my boys. I believe in tap water. <laughs> There's something you, wrong have, you don't make fun of a mom's children. She'll come unglued and rip your eyes out. I'm just going to stand right boys. over you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all backed up and y'all were the only two at the table. No, there's nothing wrong with them. Like, I believe if you if you start out with your children and you have them on distilled water, then you're starting a dependence on something that you can't always... You, cannot, you can't always give that to a child. So, if I so start them out on tap water, they're going to be tap water children. If I put them on a still water, they're going to always, their body's going to yearn for that tap water and whatever's in that tap water. Like, if I'm on a long trip and I run out of tap water, guess what? I don't have that tap water if they don't offer it. Are you talking about it. distilled water? Or distilled water, yeah. yeah. If, I don't have that for I, them. I kind of see that. So, same thing that, happens with warm bottles with children. My children have never had a warm bottle in their life. Because if I'm on a long trip or if I have to go far... I'm not going to sit there and have any way of warming up their bottle unless I stop and find a microwave or a stove. So therefore, I don't do that for them. I have a I have made them to where they're accommodated to the bare necessities of the world. So you want to hear some other facts about the fluoride that I got for y'all? Too bad. Yes, please. Too bad. Yeah, you didn't have a choice. I'm going to fucking. <laughs> Too bad you're getting it. <laughs> it was it was a rhetorical question. Well, why'd you even ask? Because this, I'm I'm trying to make it theatrical a little bit. So. Most developed countries don't fluoridate their water sources. What's wrong with them? That's why they're third world. (laughs) 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 Third world. God dang! Someone got vicious and 
That's why the gators are extinct. That's right. <laughs> you not... The United States uses more fluoride in our drinking water than the rest of the world combined. What do you think of that one, Rudy? I'm okay with that. One <laughs> <laughs> of those shits falling off into the middle of the That's right. <laughs> the C- They're heavy on fluoride. <laughs> <laughs> the CDC claims that fluoridation is in the top ten public health achievements. Since 1997, the FDA requires all fluoride toothpaste sold in the U.S., carry this warning warning keep out of reach of children under six years of age if you accidentally swallow more than used for brushing seek professional help or call a poison control center immediately i think that's only because if a child because you can't control a child at that young age they don't know any better so if you are brushing their teeth a lot of them don't have any other instinct but to swallow whereas an adult we know better than to do that so if but they're saying the call the poison control if you swallow too much of this toothpaste that has fluoride in it. Well, okay. But then that goes so back to the... That goes to the in- point of when... Okay, so I hate to say this. I'm not even going to say this because it would be bad. But if a child sits there and swallows Firestarter and you call the health control poison, they're like, no, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal at all unless you make it a big deal. Like, Firestarter versus fluoride, like... I have a feeling if we were to call and say, my child just swallowed a bunch of fluoride, they'd be like, it's okay, just give them some water. <laughs> like, that's exactly Wash what they did to us fluoride. on the fire starter. <laughs> so, fire starter versus fluoride, well, like, something, you know, that's... I, but it goes of, back to our our support of fluoride research that they say, yeah, too much fluoride can be bad. Like, the skeletal damage and but whatnot. But if you go in there and you see a little kid underneath the cabinet, <laughs> squeezing like, squeezing it, it and <laughs> sucking it down like a freaking I'm lollipop. Think, I'm thinking that's more like straight <laughs> fluoride in, in like, a, in like the, the bats or whatever, and they're like... <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, yeah, there's going to be so no different than any other thing you take like in. Like the, the glyphosate that the... <laughs> that the GMO guy wouldn't... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> glyphosate right. or whatever. I was like glyphosate. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta think like kids are gonna the kids are gonna swallow shit no matter what they want like they what you want them to or mouth. not. I mean, you go to a, a public Why pool and there's chlorine shit? in the pool and the kids know and you tell them not to swallow it, but they're out there sucking it down their sucking lungs it, yeah, the like crazy. Water and, and that's chlorine, you know, like chlorine tablets that are super super highly toxic, but they're sucking it down their lungs like water to drink. So, well, what about this? Bottled water companies are not required to disclose what type of filtration they use, if if they use any at all. Don't believe the natural mountain spring hype. Many of them are simply selling you tap water with fluoride in it. Mm-hmm. Well, boom, bitch, that's why we don't even drink that. We don't even I drink bottled water. water. We don't. We drink it's the same thing that you might be getting out of a tap. We drink it through filter. Yeah, yeah exactly. we drink it through filtered water. Yeah, even I knew that one. Like, what was Nestle? Nestle got in trouble not long ago because they were just literally giving out... They were selling tap water. But it's... I really don't feel like when you buy bottled water, you're getting it for the filtrated goodness of it. I feel like you're getting it because it's the convenience of a plastic bottle that you can throw in a cooler and just carry with you. I know. You know what I think about? Like, you know, the Fiji water? I think some motherfucker went up there and was like, let me just scoop this one bottle up for this girl. And she's down there drinking it right now. That's how I feel about it. But no, that's not how it is. It's in a factory that's being shot want. in there. That's tap water. That yeah, that's what I want to think. I want to think he's up there like personally reserving that one bottle of water for me. Off he's got it held under there until it fills ma- up all yeah. the way. And then he puts the cap on it. That's not how it works. They put so. it in carefully into the box. Yes. And like someone's going to enjoy this fresh. Yes. 
I climbed a mountain for this shit. And that's not how it works. It's tap water. They're like opening up their tap waters or bath water area and they're like, fill this shit. That is kind of how they they advertise it though. Yeah. Yeah. I've never really thought about it, but. It's like those stupid Ozark commercials where they're climbing up the mountains to grab the Coors Light. (laughs) Oh, I'm Coors Light ones. They're good. They even have billboards billboards like that. You know the billboards where the water's shooting down the mountain? Exactly. Oh. Would you drink that water if it had fluoride? Absolutely not. Uh, Not good. Okay. I probably would because I'd be too drunk to know better. Rudy will be against all of this because this is all the information that is against fluoridation, or as I call it, the hate groups. The haters. <laughs> the haters. Shake them haters off. Some people claim that the decline in tooth decay that happened in the United States happened in other countries as well, but they don't use fluoride. So they're saying that the same results damn near happen in other countries with no fluoride. Well, help. have you ever noticed though, like? Like, my grandmother, like, and her siblings, their teeth were always a much more thick, like, it was a more denseness to their teeth than it is now. Like, our teeth look like they're thinner, but if you look at, like, I don't know, my aunt, she's probably 65. Her teeth are thicker. Like, it takes a lot to wear them down. I don't... Where ours are easily to be, they're thin and they break easy. Well, they're saying that we have less tooth decay, so I don't know if that makes... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what happened between that? Because, like, for us, our teeth are thinner nowadays versus theirs being thick. I don't know. I don't really... I don't know. I've Um, never, like, inspected someone's teeth. Come here, When they're talking... Come here. I need to see your teeth. When they're talking, you can see it. I've never noticed Mima's teeth while she's trying (laughs) to... Well, when they're talking... fake teeth. Right. I work at Home Depot, okay? I talk to a lot of people all day long, and I'm like, oh, their teeth are a lot thicker. you got some thick teeth. Like, and You're they're a like, weirdo. I'm not ever smiling at you again. Well, I'm, I'm hiding my teeth. You got thin teeth. Paper uh, thin teeth. Are you checking out my teeth? Leave my teeth alone. No, but I'm just saying that they are. They're like that. They're thicker. They're like, they, they look like they're harder to break, harder to get a cavity on, like... Well, they're saying... enamel on there is more thick. There's, well, Rudy's research says that it helped... Like, uh, like fluoride helped our teeth, but I'm not saying that your shit's right. <laughs> but I'm saying that this happened in all countries that even that didn't even use fluoride. So there's are they using toothpaste though? Oh, I didn't. I didn't look at no. that. No. Okay, now that may be a thing too, though. A I lot of my, has, which has a lot of my what? elder elder siblings had baking ma- soda. Mustard? Baking soda. No, my family used a lot of baking soda and water when they were cleaning their teeth. Let me let me get to Maybe the next. Maybe that was it. It's more. The next, no fluoride. Fluoride affects other tissues in the body besides teeth. Okay. Possibly. Well, Which, I, that could go back to the what, too much what, fluoride. What, what tissues? Gee, Kleenex? how'd you say it? <laughs> Kleenex? <laughs> I don't know. Is Scott, that a tissue? <laughs> Scott's tissues. Fluoride is a endocrine disruptor and can cause effects on the bones, the brain, thyroid gland... Uh, penal gland and blood sugar levels. Penal gland. gland. It can affect these, is what everything. they say. It's sucking up everything. See, no, 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 no. I'm good. Fluoride <laughs> might cause bone disorders, thyroid problems, IQ problems, short and long-term memory problems, diabetes, mm. mainly on infants, the sick, and the elderly. 
You know, the old elderly. Yeah. I thought, I yeah. thought the diabetes elderly. was the elderly. Diabetes is uh, <laughs> hereditary, though, isn't it? That's I don't not know. Proven, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, I, I've never it done research. Be, I'm just I saying this is what I people think, claim you know, that fluoride science has said that it's hereditary. You eat a lot of GMOs, you get diabetes. But maybe it's hereditary <laughs> because... That's just false. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, maybe it's hereditary because we all drink fluoride, fluoride. Then, fluoride then water. everybody would be diabetic. Not everyone. What if it's like how we were talking about the GMO thing and people are affected by fluoride differently? Ooh. Ooh. Touché. You got me on that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. I'm a diabetic, so it's not a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm still in the clear. Okay. I just need my insulin. <laughs> <laughs> just sit right here. <laughs> Fluoridation might not be a natural process. They say in a fresh water source like a lake or a river... Fluoride is less than 0.2 parts per million compared to what we put in our water being in a range of 1.7 to 1.2 parts per million. This is from the Environment Canada study in 1993. Anyone who wants to drink lake water, go right ahead. That's more bacteria, well, that's more diseases, that's more everything. But they're it's saying, less regulated but, but than anything. But they weren't anything. talking about drinking it. They were just looking at fluoride count, right? Yes. So it's seeping yeah. through your skin? They were saying, well, they said that the majority of lakes don't have fluoride, but the lakes that they do find, lakes and rivers that they do find, have 0.2. So that the studies from the original, from your support of fluoride... They're saying that it's not actually there like they say. It's Canada. It's not well, no, but I did say that, though. That's true, too, though. Can, can, it, can the fluoride... Do you think that maybe fluoride could seep through your skin? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see, I don't see why it wouldn't if it's just like... I mean, you got pores. Chemical. I mean, you got yeah. stuff from your pores. Can it go through your pores? So, I mean... But they're talking like it's such a minute amount. It really right, but matter. I'm saying, like, well, you, you got them people with their late bodies. Wow. They'd be sucking in it every day. Yeah, they can do whatever they want to do to do whatever their stuff. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not a lake person, so <laughs> if I can't see, you I'm love the fluoride. You may have to go out to the lake to get your extra dose. No, no, I have uh, stuff for fluoride. <laughs> fluoride cream. <laughs> they have fluoride pills, right? Oh my god! Uh, you can. <laughs> okay, so me, me and big fluoride. <laughs> it's all see a toothbrush going. How are you today, Rudy? I'm doing great. (laughs) Do you need your extra dose today? Yeah. Open wide. It's also claimed that um, if 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 the lakes and rivers were so high with fluoride, that fish and anything that lived in the water would have be sick more often would have bone problems just like the shiniest gills and teeth in the world (laughs) (laughs) and that they they would have shorter lifespans better catch them quick then some believe that it is a part of a communist or new world order plot to take over the world (laughs) everything is a plot they've already got you hooked you're already wondering GMOs are a plot by the communists one good guy down uh uh They say that it is. It could be. Have, it could have been pioneered by a German chemical company to make people submissive to those in power. Oh, what was Hitler. that one word? Though? What was that one word? Hitler. Could have been. <laughs> yeah, could. Well, yeah could. it could have. Could have been. Could. That I'm not hearing any for sure. <laughs> they put it in their Bratwurst and their <laughs> What are you even talking about? Kaiserschmarrn? Yeah, what is that? They, that? they, okay. here's the big one, and I've got a story that'll tie into this one in a minute. 
I have a counter story, and I'm just <laughs> making it up. <laughs> Behind the scenes, it is promoted by the sugary food or phosphate fertilizer or aluminum industries, or that it is a smokescreen to cover failure to provide dental care to the poor. The aluminum thing is where I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a small story for you in a second. I could definitely agree with the causing dental for the poor. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a, like uh, they say that. Well, so, okay, because I, I grew know. up very, very, very poor. So, like, my family always... We are I was still always very on, poor. Well, no, but I was, always on, <laughs> I was always on Medicaid and stuff like that whenever I went to the dentist when I was, like, 16. And the only thing I remember them always saying was, here, take this toothpaste home. It's a pharmaceutical thing, and it has more fluoride in it. You need more fluoride. So I'd have to flush or brush with the fluoride thing, and it's like... But now I don't do that. You're welcome. Whatever. It probably killed me. I probably have cancer from it. So here's another thing that that ties into the aluminum stuff. Fluoridation was a public relations ruse sponsored by fluoride polluters such as the aluminum maker Alcoa? Alcoa? A-L-C-O-A? Alcoa? 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 We don't know. Alco? We'll call it Alco. Alco and the Manhattan Project. So you're saying like soda cans and stuff? Yeah, well... aluminum. Manhattan Project as in Sugar like... Sugar plus aluminum. The guys who created the atomic bomb? Yes. Because aluminum had a a waste, a like a byproduct. Right. Which was a fluoride of some sort. So to dispose of it... They would dispose. They wanted to dispose of it in the water because that's the cheapest. Like trying to figure out somewhere to dispose it, so you cost just dump it into the the river. So here, let me let me let me find my research. Hold on, give me a second. So let me get to it because I've got I've got a bunch of stuff. Explain all this fluoride. It's, 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 it's pretty interesting. It's www.wiki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Let me get some to some other stuff before I get to that because I think yeah it's down here at the bottom. I got some more stuff to tell you. Author Ian E. Stevens claimed he was told by Charles Eliot Perkins that repeated doses of, of infinitesimal amounts of fluoride will, in time, reduce an individual's power to resist dominance, domination by slowly poisoning and narcotizing a certain area of the brain and will thus make him submissive to the will of those who wish to govern him. Both the Germans and the Russians added sodium fluoride to the drinking water of prisoners of war to make them stupid and docile. The statements have been dismissed by reputable Holocaust historians as untrue, but they are regularly repeated to the present day in conspiracy publications and websites. So... They say, again, that it was used to basically mind control. Mind control. Mind control. We'll just sum it up as mind control. Thanks, Winslow. You like it so much. <laughs> they got to you. They got you. Mind control, Jeff. They got you. They don't have me. They I do. am my own Woody, person. You love Florida. But you try this new crust. <laughs> <laughs> try crust. Florida is the best friend. In 2004, on the U.S. television program Democracy Now!, investigative journalist and author of the book The Fluoride Deception, Christopher Bryson, claimed that the post-war campaign 
of fluoride drinking water was less a public health innovation than a public relations ploy sponsored by industrial users of fluoride, including the government's nuclear weapons program. So again, this guy is basically saying it's a byproduct of garbage that was used. They had to find somewhere to use it. With all of that being said, in the early 1940s, aluminum production needed somewhere to dump the fluoride that is a byproduct of the production. Francis Frey, the chief scientist of Alcoa, Alcoa, what I call it, Alco? Alco, yeah. Alco. Commission Gerald Cox at the Mellon Institute to conduct research on the benefits of adding fluoride to the water supply. The Mellon Institute was hired by big business to produce research that supported their industries. They even provided the research that asbestos, how do you say it? Asbestos. Asbestos was safe. <laughs> I still can't say it was safe and did not cause cancer. They are the ones that said it was a safe and helped teeth. It created a multi-billion dollar industry and enabled manufacturers to sell this worthless worthless toxic byproduct of aluminum to a local municipal municipal municipals. God damn it. Municipalities. I need to learn how to read. See this is another municipalities. Municipalities for a profit. Yeah. So, to sell it to local water filtration companies and stuff like that. That goes along the lines of me saying that it only takes one dude to sit there and be like, this is how great it is, and then he spreads the word, and everybody agrees with him, and then it keeps going and going and going and going and going, because now look at asbestos for us. Yes, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It's completely a horrible thing. Lead, too. So does Lead's that, completely bad for us. Right. So, does that change your mind at all, Rudy? Because Fluoride it's neither bad. asbestos nor is it lead, so it's fluoride. fluoride. But it's still a byproduct of that has health benefits. How many other byproducts do you know that have health benefits? If you eat, do, you eat poo. No, who has I health think benefits? <laughs> no, I'm Since saying when? That's think... what I'm saying. Like it's <laughs> most byproducts don't usually have something that's beneficial. It's it's waste. Most. Tell me, tell me, tell me something besides fluoride. I would have to do the research. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done any research, but I think it's a different fluoride that's the byproduct. It's a different kind of fluoride. Well, it's the kind that they use to put in the water. I don't think that's true. That's I think what... it's a different. Uh... Right. It's an. It's Google like a, that shit. It's a, it's... I have a converter. Yes, I converted something to my cause. <laughs> but no, well, it, it is. One it is the same thing. <laughs> it's just like how they use it. And I, like I said, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't know the different fluorides. So you're saying originally they were dumping possibly toxic byproducts of fluoride, but now they've changed to a non-toxic. I don't know that. I, what I'm saying is this all started from the 40s uh-huh. when the aluminum company was like, we don't know what to do with this crap. Here, I'm going to pay Kristen to do the research to why it's beneficial to put in the water system. And then Kristen was like, "Yeah, you're right. It is good to put in the and water." And even system. though I don't, even though I know deep down inside, maybe it may not be. I'm still going to sit there but, and tell oh, you it's good it because is, I need to make a paycheck. The government wouldn't do anything dollar, like dollar. that. I'm saying it's good until someone dies from it. Have they have any facts that someone just died well, they, of drinking too much fluoride? No, people water. lost all their teeth from it. Have they ever done a test like they did with Skeletal the problems. other thing where they, they had these rats drink fluoride water for? 
two years, but the see, don't drink That's it. the thing. Some people claim that fluoride in water is a natural thing, and then some people are like, no, you're wrong. It is natural. It's but at the same time, though, people can sit there and say that filt- filtration systems on water is bad, too, because your body needs those extra things that are the in the non-filtrated system because... That way, your body's immune to it. What are you and laughing at, Randy? Right? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> to my cause. So, I mean, we. So, could, I mean, it could be bad. It could be good because you're still gonna. If you don't, if just like people are like, well, don't put my kid out there in the dirt. Don't put him out there in the dirt. But you know, if you put him out there in the dirt, they're gonna be immune to some things that people who are isolate their kids in a bubble are gonna be immune to. So, I mean, there's different. Right. They could be way different. Germs points on it. Yeah. Germs that come, yeah, the germs part of so, it. So wholly different. I'm gonna go from uh, from the two that haven't spoke very much. What do you feel about fluoride? Do you, Stormy? You first. I'm gonna keep drinking it until I see on the news someone just died. For but you're not drinking it. fluoride if you're drinking fluoride from Gainesville. You ain't drinking fluoride. There ain't I don't no fluoride. Drink yeah, they don't put water. They don't put water, uh, fluoride in our water. We got a little newsletter that talked about it. Yeah, I don't drink Gainesville's water. What do you so, drink then? What do you drink then? I either drink water bottle or I drink the faucet well, could, water at, well... Then there could be There's fluoride. that, but I don't, it sounds really bad and unhealthy. I don't drink that much water. There's, well, <laughs> okay, there's always going to be water in tea and anything that's but liquid is going to have... water, we just discovered that it's going to be through the rock, so there's fluoride still in it. But that that is coming from research that says that fluoride is natural and that it is in everything... Some say that it's not in everything. That's that's the argument here. Is it in everything? Is it not? Okay, I got you. Is it in Dr. Pepper? Because that's what I need to know. That's what... Some some believers believe that, yes, it is in everything, like Rudy wants to believe. That it's naturally in everything. Do you want it to be in Dr. Pepper? I can, I can make that happen. If you could, <laughs> I like oh fluoride water. But then some, some researchers say it's not in anything, that that's bogus uh, statistics. And that we're adding it in there after the fact because we say it because they were saying that it, it is in there naturally. Right, Tyler, what do you think? Go fluoride. Go fluoride. You're you're a fluoride supporter. <laughs> I'm gonna get a shirt that says that. I'm just gonna wear it around her. <laughs> oh, I don't care. Do you? I support, heart okay, fluoride. what do you think? Fluoride? No, I just, no, I don't drink fluoride. I don't care for it. But if I have to have it, then I'm gonna have it. Do you think it's a natural thing? No. Do you think it's something that we are adding I think it's as a byproduct? That's an additive, yes. What do you think? Is you it... already know what I Well, think. I know, but do you think it... I crushed your argument this whole time. <laughs> do because you... if it's not an additive and everything like that, then the dentist can't add it into your diet. Like, it's got to be natural. I mean, they would they'd be a lot easier for you to come by than just getting it pharmaceutically. If it's an organic, if it's natural. Well, if it's natural, then that means it's, it's in bottled water no matter... Where you, if you go to a, a fresh water stream, it's going to be in well. That. Then it would be in ours too, no matter what. Right, right. That's what right. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but it's not in ours, so therefore, someone would have to add it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I don't have a little. We get the pH test results kit. though. In the mail, they send us test results. It says yeah, that it doesn't have fluoride. They're sending you the test results. Yeah, I'm not testing a goddamn thing. Really? You done it yourself. <laughs> so, yeah. do you think it's a natural thing though? Do you think it's a natural thing, or is it something that we add? Like, do you, do you believe the side that says, "Oh, it is natural and it's good for you," or do you believe the side that's? Are you want? Oh yeah, it's natural, baby. You think it's natural? Oh, yeah, that's why I drink well water, man. I get the natural stuff. <laughs> oh, natural you're getting limestones. Right. Limestones, what you're getting, not fluoride. Mm. Either way, it's delicious. <laughs> I, really deadly limestone. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on it, to be honest. Like, again, it's just like the GMO stuff. Like, there's. 
you can't disprove or prove one way or the other because right. we're not scientists. We're not we're not doing the test ourselves. Exactly. Until I see it, I don't know. And I want to know who's doing these studies, quote unquote. That, yeah. You know, is it bad? Is it good? Because you're going to find somebody on both sides going, "Oh, it's devastating. Look what it does to kids." And then you're going to find the other side going, "Oh, look what it saved my kid's life." Yeah. You know. What? The only thing that's weird is like the countries that don't fluoridate their water, how they had the same results of tooth decay going. Yeah, and it could be a toothpaste thing, but still, it's still that's one thing I find really weird. Uh-huh is their statistics on tooth decay and stuff. Right. I don't know. It's just weird. But you want to hear something that I find really funny? Sure. So, there's this... Uh, the InfoWars guy. Alex Jones. Do you know him? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Do you know who Alex Jones uh, is? No clue. He is probably one of the more popular uh, conspiracy theorist persons out there. Some of his work, I, I do think, is decent. But some of it is just ridiculous. So, this guy, on his website, sells water filters to filter out the fluoride and all the other bad things. And I feel like that's a scam. What do you think of that? Do you think that there's a scam on the scam? <laughs> you know, like I never he's thought cashing, of it that way. He's yeah. cashing in cashing on, on other people's fears of fluoride. Yes. Right. That's what, what I don't like, is when... He also sells other things that are supposed to counteract fluoride and stuff like that. Like, uh, I don't... It's been a while since I've listened to a show, but he advertises it every 30 seconds, right. like, by his filtration systems. and So I feel like there's a little bit of a uh, cash grab on scaring people about this information. Right. And if, if fluoride brainwashes you, then... <laughs> and he's brainwashing you to buy the... Ooh. Exactly. It's 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 Does Alex Jones work for they? He Alex Jones brainwashes people to buy his shit out of fear. Out of fear. Fear. Let's start that. Let's start selling him. Guys, it's bad for you. It's bad for you. Buy him. You need to send us money or (laughs) your families will be abducted by Bigfoots. Men in black. Big feet? Men in black. What's a big what's a plural? Bigfoot. Big big feet. Let's call it Big Five. Big Big Five. Big Five. That's good. Multiple Big Feet. Big Five. (laughs) Okay. Well, that copywritten. (laughs) Hey, we got two things copywritten on this show today. 2016 copywritten secret transmission uh, podcast. That's right. So that's going to do it, I suppose, for GMOs and fluoride. Do y'all have any last words on these topics? Go fluoride. Brush your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) That's good for you. (laughs) Alright, we will talk to you later. Adios. You made it to the end of the longest double-topic GMO fluoride episode we've done to date. I appreciate you you if you stuck in there all the way. I'd also appreciate if you would go to iTunes and give us a review. And make sure you subscribe so it automatically downloads when we have a new episode out. You can also get our shows uh, on Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. You just search for Secret Transmission Podcast. You can also catch reruns and our latest episodes on the Podcast Radio Network. They have us kicking off the Monday lineup starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go check it out, podcastradionetwork.net. You can download the Cracky app, 
and tune in to 102.6 and hear us and a bunch of other great podcasts. So thanks to them for playing us. If you found out about us from there, please email us or tweet us. Uh, our Twitter is Secret Transpod. That's at S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-P-O-D. And the email is secrettransmission at hotmail.com. Also, you can like us on Facebook. We have one. It doesn't get updated that much, but like it anyway. Make sure you check out all the shows that we ran promos for in this episode. All those are great shows. Very supportive. We post a new episode every two weeks. It's a weird world out there, so please come back and listen to us try to explain the unexplainable. Say goodbye. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I should have been brush your teeth and eat your vegetables. <laughs> <laughs>